everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, June 7th. This is episode number 776. You guys know that I love to have friends on the show with me on Fridays who are going to encourage you in your walk with God and to find out what it is that God has uniquely created you to do. And today's episode is right in line with that. My friend, Trisha Goyer, who has authored uh, 75 books, roughly, is on the show with me today. And we're going to talk about how you can learn to tell your story. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so I want to thank everybody who's been coming out to say hello out on the circuit. Uh, I am going to be, actually, my son graduates from high school tomorrow, from our homeschool tomorrow, so I'm in kind of graduation uh, mode. Today is rehearsal for us, rehearsal, oh my goodness, all those things, and tomorrow's graduation. And then next week on Wednesday, I'm going to head to Denver for the Czech conference. I'll be there with my friend Ken Ham. So come on out. That's June 13th through the 15th. And I cannot wait to see you guys coming out to the Czech convention in uh, Denver, Colorado. Also want to let you know that we are right at the very beginning of a brand new study at Mom Strong International. We're studying the fruits of the spirit. And next Wednesday, I'm going to be diving into week two of that. And we're going to be talking about how to become free from anger. And uh, that's another thing I love about Trisha. She's written about this topic extensively. So I'm excited to see what God's going to do in your life as you study the word with us. You can find that study at momstronginternational.com. We've got almost 13,000 of you over there now doing the scripture writing challenge with us every single day. So we're excited that you're there. Speaking of the scripture writing challenge, uh, today's verse is found in John chapter 15. Uh, verses 15 to 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whenever you ask in my name, the father will give you, this is my command, love each other. I love that Jesus is saying, listen, this isn't up to you. It's up to me. I chose you. I appointed you. I've got something I want you to do. I want you to bear Good fruit. And that's what my friend Trisha and I are going to be talking about today. Trisha is a mom of 10 and she's written at least 75 books. She's a prolific author and an incredible writer and just a, a, a good friend of mine. And we're going to talk a little bit today about how you can tell your story. I'm really excited about this. It's a question I get a lot at the podcast. Trisha, my friend, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. I always love chatting with you. <laughs> well, we're going to have a hoot and holler and good time today because I was telling you before the show started that I get this question a lot. People will say, how did you raise seven kids and become an author and a speaker and, and, a, and a blogger? And the first thing I always tell people is it's it's grace, right? It's a particular hmm. grace over my life to do this particular thing. Uh, and so I, I want to, that has to be at the very forefront of our conversation. We want to do what God asks us to do. But there's so many men and women who listen to the show and they have a story to tell and they're trying to figure out how they can tell it. And nobody knows better about that than you. So I thought, let's start there. You get, I'm sure you could ask this question at least as much as I do and probably more. Uh, when someone comes up to you and says, Trisha, I want to, I want to write a book. Like this is a massive question, right? This is not your this isn't your 30 second answer that you can give on your way to a workshop at a homeschool conference. Uh, but when someone comes and talks to you about that and they want to become a blogger, they want to become an author, what what's the first I'm dying to know because maybe you'll help me. What's the first what's the first thing you say? 
I think the first thing we need to do is realize that if you are asking that question, that God has a call on your life because no ordinary people want to do this, want to put right. their words out there, want to get criticism, want to get edits, want to get rejection, want to get bad Amazon ratings or all those sorts of things. So oh, that that's brutal too. those bad Amazon <laughs> ratings. It's, exactly. it's a thing. So if you are asking it that God has called you to to spread the gospel. And the, the cool thing is that today, I mean, through blogs you're mentioning and, you know, Facebook and the Internet, we can reach people all over the world. It's so amazing when, when I check out my website to see there's people from all over that are able to hear the gospel. So, you know, before missionaries had to travel and, you know, get in boats and leave their families and go on the other side of the world, we can do it right from their homes. But the first thing is, is dedicating yourself to God and saying, God, mm. I know that you've called me to do this. Help me and, and kind of giving it over to him. And for many years, I wanted to get published because I wanted to look good. I'd been a teen mom. I wanted to prove myself. And it wasn't until I relinquished my kind of pride and said, God, this has to be your thing and not what I want that God started opening doors. So the first yeah. thing is relinquish yourself to God. But then the second okay, well, thing. Okay, well, 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 okay. well, well. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stop you. I'm going to okay. stop you right there because I think you've touched on something really important. I don't want to miss it. Uh, what is coveted right now in the culture? So much of what is coveted is platform. So mm -hmm, we're looking mm -hmm. for how many likes can we get on Facebook? How many followers can we get on Instagram? How many reviews can we get on Amazon? All those things. And, and basically what you're saying is that's a wrong motivation. Right. So if our motivation is, and most of the time, and I don't know, Tricia, how, how it worked for you, but it certainly was the case for me. I never, I didn't set out to be an author or a speaker, I saw something that God was doing in my life mm -hmm. and it became an act of surrender. And so I, I talked to lots of people at conferences and I know you do too, who, you know, for whatever reason we want to get into it. And I think what you're saying is so important because the very beginning is check your heart. Yeah. Why, why do you want it? Because really it's actually no fun to have people give you bad reviews on Amazon. It's, it's no fun, you know, hello, social media is not that fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so um, I love that you're starting there because if we if we're going at this because we want platform or because we want accolades or because we want people to know who we are, uh, it's probably bad motivation. Right, and it really that's what it was me getting on my knees, like literally on my knees and lifting my open palms to God and saying, "This is your thing," and it's not about the book sales or the publication, if you just want me to write for our church newsletter or to speak, the first time I spoke was I gave my testimony about God healing me from abortion in front of my church. Like that was That's the hardest hardcore. thing. That's hard. The hardest thing, like being vulnerable. But if you're not willing to start there, like in your local Bible study, in your local mops group, I mean, you need to start just sharing your story. And that's what the next thing I was going to mention is care for the people that God has already brought in your life. And you mentioned like the big platform, like we all want to be seen and known and be on these bestsellers lists. But if you're not caring for the people that God has given you, that's your neighbor across the street, you know, that's right yeah. in front of you. Um, I, for years, then led a post-abortion Bible study in my church. It was just those women there, you know, and if you're not reaching those people and ministering to them, why is God going to give you a huge platform if you're not going to take care of, of just the people he's already brought you? Yeah. So to be faithful, I mean, I love that the Bible says, you know, he who is faithful with little can be trusted with much. And I think it's it's that faithfulness in the smaller things and just recognizing that God is at work within with what you're doing. Long time ago, when Jay yeah. was a pastor yeah. in Portland, I started a newsletter for the church worship team and it was called the worship team word. So funny, because as you're saying that, I'm like, oh my goodness, I still remember doing this. <laughs> and um, I loved it. 
I loved write. I loved going to people and talking to them and saying, "Hey, could I get an article from you?" I I have always loved words, and always loved writing. And I think as you're probably the same way. While other people are, uh, you know, knitting a baby blanket and learning how to crochet, we're figuring out how to start a blog and how to, right. you know, because you just you love it. It's that natural bent inside of you. So I love that. Like, what has God put in front of you right now? Start there. Yeah. And then I think the next thing we need to do is to clear the time in our schedule, because if it's a calling, we need to be diligent on doing it. And I think this is the busy moms, the hardest thing, busy parents, the hardest thing is carving out that time. And so for me, I wake up before my kids get up, you know, have my quiet time with God, which is, I definitely need that before I start my day. But then I, I just sit down for the first, you know, 30 minutes hour of the day and just start writing. And if you write 30 minutes a day, by the end of the year, you will have some good stuff there. Like there's stuff yeah. that will, especially if you're doing it, like, you know, coming straight from reading God's word or having that time with him, he's just going to pour through you. But we get so busy about things that don't matter. And I, you know, talk to people like, turn off your Netflix, don't watch TV, don't scroll Facebook for an hour, like all the stuff that we're busy doing, but we're not busy sitting down and doing the calling that God has called us to. And so really it's clearing the schedule, even if it's 30 minutes a day. And, you know, I started writing, I had three little kids at home. I had like a one-year-old, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And I would say, this is mommy's writing time. And I would set Barney, this is, this ages me, that Barney was on the TV and and, but they learned to respect that time. And it actually has been the best thing for my kids because they have seen like, look at how God is using mom and they've got to meet amazing people and travel with me and see me speak and see these books come out. And, you know, we want to tell our kids like, you can do amazing things. Things and God wants to use you and um, he has good plans for you. But we're saying, oh, we can't do it because we don't have enough time because, you know, we need to make sure that uh, our kids are, you know, the priority, which we definitely want to make them the priority. But it also trains them to see that this is important to follow what God has asked us to do. Yeah. And that they have a gift that God wants yeah. to use, you know, and you're saying, hey, you can actually do this. God wants to use you and you're setting the example. So like we're always saying over here at the podcast, if you want your kids to walk in right relationship with you, let them see you walk in right relationship with God, right? If that's what we want for our kids, it has to start with us. We can't give them what we don't have. And so I love that you're saying, hey, set the example, let the let your kids see that it's important to you. I also think it it requires, at least it has for me over the last six or seven books that I've written, um, different seasons require a different uh, a different commitment level from me. Right. So sometimes I'm writing books very late at night or very early in the morning, and I can't do it at all during the day because I'm taking care of my kids or I'm running the homeschool resource center or whatever it is. Uh, and talk to the mom right now who is she's you know hip deep in little people, and she's thinking I'd love to write. I want to be Trisha Guire. I want to write seventy five books. <laughs> <laughs> um, where does she start? She's hip deep in little people. She's um, She really wants to focus on her marriage. The most important things to set that foundation. Um, what? How can we encourage her? Yeah, well, I think definitely we need to say, you know, if you're not taking care of the people in your life, um, you you know, you don't you don't need to be writing words like be loving mm-hmm. your husband. Make sure you're giving that to your kids. Make sure you're, you know, making sure their needs are, are met. But also there is time in the day. Like if we can, yep. you know, take time to go shopping or hit the clearance or whatever. If we have time to do those things, we can make time to do the writing thing, to do the calling. And like I said, 30 minutes a day at the end of the year that you have something. So just know that it's those small steps, those small obediences make a difference. And also don't feel like as soon as you sit down and write something, it's no good. And this is horrible. Like it takes practice. It takes time. Writing takes knowing yourself, trusting yourself and putting away that fear. And I think Fear is another thing that really stops us. 
It yes. is, um, we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to get that rejection. I actually went to a Christmas party once and this lady, um, I had just had my first book published. And she was like, I've written three books. I'm like, really tell me about them. She says, oh, they're in my desk drawer. I don't want to get a rejection. So I haven't done anything with them. Oh. And that fear of, um, which of course, what does the enemy want to do? He wants to silence us. He wants us yeah. to keep those stories inside. And, you know, at first it may not be publishable. Like we might need to have a critique partner or, or have editing and um, hire an editor or have a friend that we know, you know, they can look over and give us um, honest critique. But it's a learning process. And, you know, I just have my high school diploma. I don't have any creative writing degree or anything. It was just yep. me going back and forth with my friends. Um, I met some at writers conferences, which I ri- highly recommend Christian writers conferences, um, but it was just us sharing back and forth until finally one of us got published and then the other. Um, but it is the diligence of getting the words on paper, sharing it with other people, being able to take that critique and keep going. And I, when I first started writing, there was people that were way better writers than me. They had degrees and they just were perfect with their words, um, but they weren't diligent. They gave up too easy. And I was like the little engine that could that here I am with my three little kids running around my ankles as I'm jotting down notes, as I'm, you know, checking to see if the um, chicken pot pie is done yet in the oven. And it's just that diligence of keeping going. And it goes back to that. If God has called you to it, like why? aren't we doing it? And and just knowing that your story will make a difference. Like you're the only one that can tell your story. I tell my story of, you know, my past abortion and finding healing from that and being a teen mom. I'm the only one that can tell that story and yeah. people are impacted um, by it. And just this last convention season, I was there at a, a conference and this woman heard me on this podcast talking to you, Heidi, about that. And just, it's, it's amazing that she is able to share her story now because I was willing to step out and share my story. And so someone else not only needs to to have the encouragement to share their words, but they need to share their story to impact other people. Yeah. And it is, I, it is scary, but it's worth it. And I mm. love, you and I talked about uh, you sharing about your abortion. I know it, it's so powerful because this, this topic of conversation is so hot in the culture right now. And I, I feel like the wind is at the back of the pro-life movement, largely because Women like you have stepped up and said, this isn't the answer. Right. And I've been there and I'm, I'm done, I've done that. And let me tell you, there's healing, uh, but there's also a better way. And it right. takes courage to do that. You have to be able to step out of your comfort zone and, uh, and, and get your words out there. What happens when, um, when you are criticized? Because I know you have been, I'm sure, and I have also been criticized because it's a person who puts my thoughts out on, <laughs> out on paper a lot. Uh, or even out on social media, you know, you open, you you do, right? The nature of it is that you're opening yourself up to criticism. Right. Uh, how do you, how do you handle that? Or maybe a better question is how can you prepare for the criticism that will come? Exactly. Well, just know, I mean, there's people that will disagree with you. You know, when I first talked to about my abortion or being a teen mom, you know, there's people that said, oh, that, that wasn't, your, that couldn't have happened, you know, because they told me it was just a blob of tissue. I mean, this whole story of just being lied at at Planned Parenthood, I had actually had a director called me on the phone and told me I was lying, um, which is unbelievable. You know, unbelievable. But even when I wrote my book for teen moms, um, I ended up getting a whole bunch of bad reviews on Amazon saying I was just trying to get popular from all these teen moms. I mean, just crazy stuff that like, why would I like be vulnerable just to get popular? Like it makes no sense to me. But what I realized is that first of all, the enemy wants to shut us down. So of course he's going to, you know, whisper in people's ears. He's going to have people attack us because he doesn't want us sharing our story. But second of all, 
like only God truly knows our hearts and knows that I'm doing it for the right reason. Like I'm doing it because I found healing and I want other people to be healed. I found hope, but I want other people to have hope. I found truth and I want other people to have truth. And it's not, um, so even, you know, now when I read a bad review, first of all, I'll think, you know, they probably are someone who doesn't agree with my message. So that's why they're shutting me down. But even if someone loves Christian fiction and they just don't happen to like my one of my novels or one of my books. Um, it's just I'm not the author for them. Like there's other authors out there that they can go and read. And that's OK. Like I cannot make everyone happy. Like if I were to cook dinner, I, I mean, I do it every night. I'm not I'm going to have someone. One of my kids is going to complain about something. They don't like what? carrots <laughs> and the pot pie or whatever. But <laughs> knowing that, like when we send our work out there, there's always going to be people that it's just not that's just not our audience. That is not who God has given us to share the message with, but just knowing that there's other people that are the ones that God has given us. This is our kind of our, our territory that he's given us to share with. And if we're being silent, if we're letting fear hold us back, um, if we are not either speaking the truth or sharing the truth or writing the truth, then other people are not hearing it and they're want, they're in want of that. And so we need to be the ones to do it for the good of the gospel and the good of the glory of God and, and realizing that it's about that. And so it does, sometimes those criticisms do hurt, but just going back to like, that's not my audience. That's not who God is sending me to. And I'll just continue to speak and write and encourage those who God is sending me to. Yeah. And I think once you do that and you realize that your worth comes from the Lord yeah, and he's the one, it's the audience of one that you're trying to, uh, that you're trying to please. I think it takes the fear out of it. The other thing that, and you and I've talked about this before too, but I love that the Bible teaches us that God didn't give us a spirit of fear because we right. learn that fear is a spirit, right? It's, it's a spirit that's not from God that comes in to keep you from, from uh, doing what God has created you and gifted you to do. So, so, uh, so these are awesome. I, I kind of want to get to the, the nitty gritty because there's a mom who's sitting there with a pencil and a paper and she's like, what do I do next? So if, you know, I, people always say, how do I get an agent? And I'm always telling people that is not the first place you start. You want right. to see a a, am I going to be able to stick stick with this thing? Can I carve the time out? Do I have what it takes to? Um, is this is this something that really just makes my heart sing? Uh, and so, when if someone wants to figure that out, they want to figure out how can they tell their story. You are doing something really awesome right now called the Seven Day Writers Challenge. In the next yeah. like minute and a half, tell us what that is. Sure. Well, this is what I get all the time: is how do I become a writer? And so I did a Seven Day Writers Challenge, and it just steps people through seven things that they can do to start their message. So first of all, they need to understand what is the theme of their life? Like what story do they have to tell? It's also making white space. It is, um, you know, how to put your words on paper, how to think about your market. So through these seven days, and it's a free course that I have, and we'll have the link in the show notes, but it's, I just want to encourage people. And I'm, I'm, I tell them like, email me, respond to this message. Let me know who you are and let me know your story because I want to be there to encourage people. I remember being that 22 year old being at my first writer's conference, totally like, am I supposed to be doing this? And there was those women that came along beside me and said, yes, I believe in you. I want to support you. And that's just what I want to be. And it might be a, probably a short email from me back, but just knowing that someone cares, someone believes in you and that you can do this. Yeah. And I, and you have, so when, so it's totally free, right? This it's is totally a no free. strings. Mm-hmm. That's a no strings attached 
thing. And then right. after they do that, is there, can they continue on or is that the end of it or how's it work? Yes. Well, I actually have an online subscription group. Um, it's a monthly group and I do lessons every day from um, writing book proposals, how to write a blog post, if you want to start a podcast. So I have those lessons and videos there. And then we have experts who are either writers, editors, agents, um, publicists that are that come Monday through Friday for an hour and do a teaching. And so That's it's, awesome. yeah, it's $29 a month. Um, but if you just want to do the seven day course, I'm like, I'm going to love you through that seven day course. If you want to continue on, we do have, it's called write that book subscription group. And it, we are just pouring into this community. We have about 120 women in there now that are just like, you know, just like I was. And just like a lot of your listeners that are, are wondering, like, am I supposed to be doing this? And um, I'm there to encourage them and give them the steps like, like, this is what a book proposal looks like. This is how you write one. This is how you talk to someone at a conference. And you should do a whole, a whole um, teaching on how to prepare your heart for editing. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm going to write that down because I think that would be really good when you get, you know, and I tell people that I've written 75 books, uh, two books ago, I got it back and there was more red than white on the paper, which the book ended up being so much better because my editor's like, you're just glossing over the stories. Let's dig a little deeper into here. I mean, it ended up being so good, but yeah, you have to realize that God has also brought people like editors to help you clarify your message and, and tell it in a better way. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things I said to um, my editor, I've I've been privileged to work with several great editors over at Tyndale. And uh, one of the, you know, one of the very first edits that came back from uh, For Becoming Momstrong, I mean, I was in tears because I was like, oh my goodness, like chapter 13 just became chapter seven. And, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, this is upside down, wackadoo and all messed up. And the, and I, I was praying about it. And I came back to my editor and I was like, you know what? I think you're going to make me a better writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did. She made me yeah. a better writer. Yeah. And so I think we got to be, you you know, kind of peel back the layers and get ready for that. And uh, yeah, it's, but writing is an exciting thing to be doing. I love it. I know you love it. And I thank you so much, Trisha, for sharing your gift. If people want to find you online, they can find you at TrishaGoyer.com. Is that right? Yep. Just Trisha Goyer and Trisha's T-R-I-C-I-A. Um, and then G-O-Y-E-R. G-O-Y-E-R. And then to, to uh, for the seven day challenge, do they email you? What do they do for that? Yeah, there's, um, I will send you a link that you can put in your show notes and it will take okay. you just right to the page where they can click on it. They also get a, a free little ebook um, about discover or not to give up on the book of your heart. It's a little ebook that I put together that they'll get for free. Then they'll join the challenge and then they could email me and we'll get going. I love it. I love it. Trisha Goyer, I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and encourage uh, the listeners here at the podcast today. I think you're fantastic. Oh, I think you're fantastic too. I love you and I love all you're doing, Heidi. Thank you so much. Hey, for those of you who want more information about my friend Trisha, you can find them in the show notes today. If you haven't noticed, we are having the notes now transcribed. So we've hired a transcriber and she's doing a great job. So you can get all the notes, all the links, everything at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, please leave a review for the podcast over at iTunes. We really appreciate uh, your comments there. It helps us to get the podcast out to other listeners. And I hope you'll join me in Denver. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.